0: You know, it's funny, uh, a week ago when, uh, President Obama made his speech on the 5th, January 5th, 2016. And he, uh, he started to tear up when he started to tell, um, how he felt every night about the Sandy Hook Elementary Massacre. And I can understand it. That was a really, really, that's a tough, that's a tough crime to, uh, to spend any time looking at, I mean, when you see the, when you see the, the people killed, you know, when um, you see the students, you know, these kids were six and seven years old, most of them, it's like only four seven-year-olds in the whole bunch, but the rest of them are six. What type of person can do that? Who are these people that want to go into places where people are unarmed and kill them? Where is the mental breakdown? I don't know. So, let's bring in the music right here. Welcome to, to Counterbalance, Counterbalance, where we measure reality one voice at a time. So the name of the killer uh, from Sandy Hook, his name is Adam. I'm not going to go any further than that, it's just an Adam. Killed his mom first and then made his way to this school, and I think some of the real strong points about Adam that need to be reminded and we should bring up, especially with this current uh, what with what happened or what was said on January 5th um, through President Obama pushing Congress for uh, better background checks is you know, when they say they want background checks there's already background checks. You, President Clinton, you know, forced a mandatory wait period, and then everybody else, after the technology became available, after we could really do it, started to do background checks, psychological background checks. But what happens when the kids have access to guns? And okay, he's not a kid; he's 20 years old. This Adam, this Adam guy he's not a child by any means. He's he's a 20-year-old man. You know, and he was diagnosed with, like, Asperger's and OCD, um, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and uh, all types of uh, sensory disorders and stuff. So he wasn't really all there. You know, even though people have said, you know, he seemed like a a really down to earth guy kind of kept to himself and whatnot. not but that's what they always say about you know whenever they find that uh, somebody's a serial killer and they ask the neighbors well what did you think of him oh he seemed like he was really quiet and kept to himself yeah that's the whole thing you know if you have a neighbor who's quiet and keeps to himself maybe you should be worried but this Adam kid he really had a heart on for the Columbine shooters Um, Eric Harris and uh, Dylan Klebold like he had their propaganda all over the walls and you know all kinds of stuff for that and so in both of these cases both groups of kids they're extremely intelligent they're not idiots who can't read or write these are kids who can read and write extremely well and do complicated math really well But, you know, when you're a kid like this and you're bullied, there's the word. That's what I've been looking for. I've been looking for a way to edge that into this talk. What is a bully? And why are so many parents, mothers and fathers, so adamant on social media sites to end bullying? My kids being bullied. Bullies are bad. What is a bully? I'll tell you what a bully is not. A bully is not somebody who uh, steps in when they see somebody who's being taken advantage of. The bully is is the quiet person who can stop the herd mentality from being, you know, a herd. Bullies use words, and bullies use intimidation, and they're just making up for their, you know, for their own lack of inability to do whatever or whatnot. So, all of the recent killers, mass murders that we've had in this country in the last four years, which is a lot. Let's say five years, and we'll say it's a really lot when we add five years to that, right? I'm almost 100% that they've all passed background checks. That they weren't so far off from, you know, what states and governments will allow for them to own Firearms. And in all, almost all these situations, they would have had access to them anyway, even without the background checks. You know, if they weren't able to go purchase them themselves, they would have found another way to get them. And it's pretty easy to buy to buy guns on the streets of Chicago. That's for sure. Um, it's pretty easy to buy anything on the streets of Chicago. But you know, guns. There's no shortage of them. They're expensive, they're really expensive, but you can do it. It's possible. So when I think back now to the speech from President Obama, I'm I'm really wondering because they keep bringing up the kids, and like I said before, you know, all those little kids dead. That's that's bad, right? That's everybody uses children as a human shield, or a shield for their agenda, an agenda shield. And that really, really gets under my skin. Why are we using small children as shields? Why can't we find another way to push through our agendas without saying it's going to be good for the kids? It just seems that that's the way politics work. It is the only way you get people's attention is you go to their most vulnerable point, and that's their children. So I started to think about using children as shields and then school shootings and all these things kind of put together and they don't it none of it really makes any sense in sense to me and i mean sense like i can't i can't really find a vein to say yeah well i could see where somebody would do this i can't empathize with anybody on either side of this debate or whatever you want to call it i don't empathize with the killers and i don't empathize with the victims could be because I've never been part of a mass murder like this, you know, where I can say, Yeah, you know, I was there and I had this happen to me, so I understand what you're going through. I've never had that. And I can't even seem to put myself into their shoes at all. So we used to have these generational great wars, and these wars would send people off to die, men off to die. World War One, World War II, Civil War, Spanish-American War, Korean War, Vietnam. And after Vietnam, you know, after all the protests of Vietnam and whatnot, and the removal of the draft, we haven't really had any great wars for this country. And it almost seems that it's stressing men out. And I'm genderizing this right now, because men... Men are the warriors. Men are the fighters. Men are the aggressors. You know, they are the ones that really will push and push and push until blood is shed. And it seems that we don't have any of those outlets for them outside of sports. With the current idea that the. NRA is pushing that the government is going to take away all our guns and all the outlets that exist for gun rights, that they're going to take away all our guns. If it's true, if they're going to take away our guns, are we going to have firearm theme parks in the future where guys can go and shoot guns and girls can go and shoot guns and people can go and shoot guns? Or are we just going to join the ranks of Disarm citizenships and countries not have any guns around. So I was just wondering, and uh, this is a question I'll present out to everybody, <clears throat> should we use children as human shields? What do you guys think out there? If you think we should, if you think that it's a good strategy to use children as human shields, okay, tell me why. Tell me why. To give, give me a good example on where It has worked in the favor of everybody, and nobody got left behind. I just want to remind you of one thing here in closing, is that Adam, the killer of the Sandy Hook, he was obsessed with the Columbine killing. He had clippings on his walls. He had all types of history on it and whatnot. This really, really, really obsessed him. And he also became more and more detached from society. It seems to be it's something that happens a lot with kids.